G'day and welcome to Victims of the Punt, where we're going to focus on a, a juicy, I don't know if I call it juicy, but a, a decent meeting, 10 of the best at rear week. We're going to look at races 6, 7, 8 and 9. Um, we're going to talk about what the track's doing in a little bit, but we're going to kick off by welcoming welcoming back uh, Michael Hutchins of the Mailbag, <laughs> uh, Pistol Pete Anthonis. How are you, sexy operator? I am clearly the most childish because as soon as you said a juicy meeting, I just immediately just thought moist and that was that was it. And so I was laughing at that. So I wasn't laughing at you to go, I apologize. That's what, what cracks me up is when I say hot show, everyone thinks it's got something to do with your hair. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that. We're <laughs> <laughs> off to a good start yeah. here. Oh, I enjoyed my work there. Oh. Uh, Mark, what's... Uh, this show, as all shows on the mailbag, powered by punningform.com.au. It's the number one database. We all use it. We won. We won enough to do all the stuff we're doing now. So you should try it too if you haven't. Also, mailbag podstock, but especially readybet.com.au. Australian operated, owned bookmaker. Download the app today. Gamble responsibly. Download the app, but gamble responsibly. Always please gamble responsibly. Mark, as the head honcho at readybet.com.au, what are we offering the punters this week? There's something every each and every day for the punters uh, in, a, in terms of promos. Uh, once you are have an account and are logged in, you can check them all out. The feature one this week, uh, we did one last week on the Everest and Caulfield Cup. We're doing another cross-state one this week. Can't reveal details due to uh, some of the laws in some of the states in this great nation, but it is in, it involves Ready Bet versus the Blue Army. So it's going to be this. If you are a Godolphin fan this weekend, I suggest you create an account, log in, and head to the promos page and see what we have for you. Uh, if you're betting in Melbourne this weekend, you should be a fan of the Godolphin Army. All hail the sheep. Um, all right, that's betting. Bloodstock, we still have a little bit of left in the headwater filly, which we purchased from the man who took too many drugs at the June sale at the Magic Millions. Thought he was bigger than Ben Hur. Thought he was a sheik, actually. And bought up a stack of ponies and then realized, like, hell, I can't pay for these things. So he sold them back. Shane and I picked up one, a headwater, another one as well, but we've already sold that. And the headwater Philly guys have been broken in at Hinterland Thoroughbreds up there on the Gold Coast, doing a phenomenal job. And the reports are outstanding. And now that horse is going to hell you still. Where do you reckon I'm sending it? Where would you send it if you were me? Uh, Jesus. 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 Good. <laughs> Jesus, Veggie, uh, it's on its way, um, along with a few of our, other of our horses. Um, yeah, so if you're interested in racing horses with us, Jono, J-O-N-O, at themailbag.com.au or mailbagbloodstock.com.au if you have a look at the website. Uh, boys, round week, uh, let's touch upon the weather, noting the rail is in the four-meter position. All of us are in different parts of Melbourne. Uh, I'd say probably Mark's in the coolest part. Peter's in the trendy part, and I'm in the suburban family part. Uh, it's sunny and beautiful here. What's it doing in Sydney, Mark Roden? Rain around. Uh, they've missed in Sydney so far, Sydney Central, or the Randwick area so far today, according to the bomb. Um, 0.2 of a mil so far. There was a look, Tonight's going to be the tricky part. There's rain forecasts, uh, brutal Saturday. But, you know, it's, it rains, rain is so localised in Sydney, they might be lucky or they might be very unlucky. We'll just have to wait and see. Seven at the moment. If they miss, probably stays around the seven. Peter, what are you what are you predicting for a track rating? I'm, I'm, saying, on, I'm saying heavy eight. I've worked, yeah. I've worked on seven eight. Yeah. Mark Roden, how are you predicting the track to race? Not too bad. Look, look, 
you were, you, was, you, were, you were spot on last week. Yeah. Spot and, on. And um, Mark Lambourne was spot on the week before. Um, so to try and keep that good run going. Um, look, last year at this meeting, they bounced it out from true at the Everest to eight. They've only gone out to four this time, which I think – so I think it won't be too different to last week. Um, maybe a touch more on pace than last week. But is there, is there a chance fair. with some rain, the previous meeting two Saturdays back was on the eight-metre rail. They didn't get much past that in the Everest meeting. Is there a chance that just like four lanes just hooning? I'd be surprised. I think And Nash is in Melbourne, I think. So he's not going to be swinging to the outside. I think they'll be, I think they'll be getting off the fence in the straight for sure. Okay. Okay. Peter, any thoughts there? No, I'm, I'm pretty much with Mark here. I think it'll be mostly even. You know, we're focusing on the second half of the card, and I'm always pretty wary about betting too early in Sydney as it is. But I've basically gone off the fact it'll be mostly even. Just on a side note, how are you feeling this morning? My mail is that you educated an intern and a bogan, Shane Curlio, last night <laughs> in the finer art of um, sophisticated consumption of alcohol. Yes, I uh, was mistaken as someone who works in hospitality once again because I spent too many or too many minutes behind the bar um, when I shouldn't have. But uh, no, it was good. I, I pulled up fresh as a daisy. Um, not sure about girls or uh, or the young interns. So we'll, we'll, I haven't actually heard anything from them. I'll, I'll wait and see if he is alive tomorrow. I spoke to girls that yes, wait. You know, but he always says yes, wait. Surprised <laughs> he didn't get Leonardo DiCaprio out with you last night, but um, the big man's just just punching in the prices. Full credit to you, Mark. Let's kick off, guys. Race six of Brian Crowley Stakes, twelve hundred meters. Ready bet market, please. I have it here. Uh, number one, Thronbone, 12, two, Coke, 460. We're a bit better than most places there. Three, Insurrection, five, four, Northern Beach, 17. Six, Willinga Beast. I'm ducking this run at the moment, 280. Dashing Ooh. Legend, 31. Miss Hellfire, 20. Spicy Hot, 21. Jalonte, I think that should be 10. I think that's a typo, sorry. General 11. And Semi Ballerina, 61. Uh, but Willinga Beast favourite from Coke and Insurrection. So what you're saying there is you're keen to take on Coat. We're going to have a look at his replay now of himself, the big guy, slogging through a heavy 12, we're saying, at Randwick last start. So we've got Coat there in the all-white leading. Is that right, Mark? And why don't you lock it heading forward? This was an awful, awful track on the 8th of October at Randwick because the rail was at seven. Where Coat was was the virtually the only place you could win from. Look, the better track probably suits him better than this one, but... You know, he's beaten midway class horses. He's done it easily enough, but I'm not wrapped in this form. He, look, he's coming out of midway class. He should have won a midway by a couple of lengths to start before now. He's coming out and won a midway. Is that the right form for it? This is slightly better uh, class of race. So that's just the way I'm going. And I think Coach is definitely a chance in the race. He's going to be on speed again, but I think he's a bit close to the other one in the market. Hacho, you've been talking about Coach in the track group probably more than most horses out of Sydney. What are you doing here? And that was purely based on that two starts ago performance when it was coffined up, nowhere to go, and was jumping all over them for the best part of the entire straight. Look, uh, I'm more than happy to let this one go straight through to the keeper. I don't think he's going to get control. There's obviously a jockey change as well. Um, I've got insurrection leading pretty comfortably, and Coat will probably just tag along and sit on the outside of him. I think that's enough of a query by itself. And look, he's just watching his parade last start, and Rob obviously communicated this uh, through the the app before the race which um, you should download the mailbag.com.au you download the app you get mounting your mail from perth melbourne sydney and late mail from the curlio 
from combination now uh, in Queensland. Make sure you get accountable, winning betting advice, Pete. You sort of just jammed that one in there just for you, didn't we? Um, look, the uh, basically the horses lost the plot a little bit last start, got very mm. warm towards the, the jump and, and was possibly coming towards the end of the preparation. I think that has to be a genuine concern here. Um, so for me, I'm sort of looking around him. I, there's no great edge in the price either way. So, you know, I've got him marked around that $5 mark as it is. And then you obviously look at uh, Willinger Beast too. Which is the next replay we're going to look yeah. at, which was on the same day at Randwick. And uh, Mark Roden, daddy, is saying it wasn't suited. Well, Best of Bordeaux went to the front. Uh, it, looked, it looked like it was going to challenge um, Best of Bordeaux about here, 200 out. Uh, and it couldn't go on with it because being offensive that day was just pretty much a disaster. Um, best of all, though, as you can see, kicks on and beats them, sweet ride and pulling a beast just boxing on, but I'm forgiving that one. So where do we see Willinger Beast in run here, Peter? Well, that's probably a little bit of a query. I mean, previous starts, they had ridden him or ridden her, yeah. ridden it with yeah. more intent. Yeah. Um, obviously, I don't think that will be necessarily the case here. Uh, if it jumps well enough, it could probably tag in direction for a little bit and then try and slot in. But I think Dashing Legend, Miss Hellfire, uh, with the blinkers going back on, they will probably be used up early. So I think it probably sits forward of midfield. They'll just try and slot it in for a bit of cover there. Um, I think that's the most likely position there for Will- Willinger Beast. Um, and look, as a result, it'll just be, it should get a neat, genuine enough tempo up front and have every chance. I-, I couldn't get it as a bet. I was basically used it as the starting point for this entire race, but I couldn't get it quite as short as what the market had. So. In the end, I didn't actually have a significant overlay. So for me, it's a, a no-bet race at this stage. Sweet. Race seven, the calendar Presnell, 1,500 metres. Golden Mile drops back from the Caulfield Guineas. He's a eighty favourite at readybet.com.au. Brosnan, 21. Basquiat, 20s. Communist, Rob Scarry's favourite horse, $4.80. Flag of Honour, also one of Rob's favourite horses. Depends what mood he's in, $7.50. Burgander, 18. Token Capitalist. That's Rob's dad, and that's a $71 chance. Field Commander, Monastery, very, very big prices, and a lot more love in there at $8.50. Mark, are you keen to take on anything here? And the first replay we're going to look at is the Caulfield Guineas, which was a very, very average edition. I completely concur with that. I think it was a very average Caulfield Guineas. There's no way on figures it can rate well because the – the times, late sectionals and margins just aren't there to suggest it was a good race. He's got the job done as a short price favourite, Golden Mile. Yeah. I, I guess, I mean, off this, you wouldn't mark him odds on on Saturday, in my view. Uh, I, I guess the market is saying he's a better horse than Sydney and the market may well be right. But on the strength of this, at the price he is, I'm against him. Dollar eighty is, I think, joint top in the market at the moment. If you want to take red figures... Come to ready bet. Well, I, I think he is too short. I, look, this is not a very good race. I will grant that. But, you know, he's deep in the prep now. I think he's won the stallion-making race, the Caulfield Guineas. There's Job's done, isn't it? And I'm surprised he's continuing on. It just looks like a free 580 grand because it's it's poor opposition. And I think it's um, interesting. Rich get richer. Peter, you yeah, raised me up a bit. The Caulfield Guineas isn't a, a, a great addition, but it's an outstanding form reference normally. And, and the, the way he was like sort of PR'd and, you know, did he get 600 metres? But then he's back to 15 here and it's a softer race. And it's the, the price is sort of relevant to that. Yeah, yeah. Look, 
if he was going to run up, if he knew for a fact he was going to run up to his previous two runs in Sydney, he's very good running the Golden Rose and his big win in the Ming Dynasty, I think it was before that, he would think a dollar eighty was luxury. But the target race was the Caulfield Guineas. He struggled to win that. Okay, maybe he's a better horse in Sydney, but I think there's enough enough grey there to say he's a layout all time. Are you saying two dollars on Friday? He could he could get to two dollars easy. He can't. He probably can't get too far because there's not much guts to this race. Um, you're sort of relying on one of Communist Flag of Honor or the Philly a lot more love because there's a there's a bit of a tail in this race. I wonder but, what they paid for Communists. Someone look that up for me, please. Reply in, when the show's on, on Twitter. I'd love to know. I hope it's a shitload. Uh, Pistol, thoughts here? Yeah, I, look, I tend to agree. I can't even work out where Golden Mile's going to settle and run, to be honest, from gate 10. Um, look, it's, it looks a little bit iffy up front with Burgunda or Burgunder and Token Capitalists. They're probably the first two. Communist has been used previously, but again, I think they probably just try and slide across, but there's a real heap of nothing to this race, as, as Marcus said. So you're looking around Golden Chrissy Mile. Lees. Well, who? Chrissy Lees. Is there any value necessarily in, in communists? Um, no. uh, is oh. there any value in Flag of Honour? I don't think so. I think the, really the one with the, all the upside and the quick backup in a fast run race or out of a fast run race is a lot more love. Mm. Um, it was a very good ride from Avdala there last start, negotiating a passage through the straight oh, in the, the end. Chopper, like, soft, that's the best but, thing about the big days, isn't it? The chopper shot. Yeah. But, again, does it get into a better spot here? If, if he doesn't get into a position off the fence early, well, he's got probably field commander or monastery in front of it and run, and I'm not sure necessarily either of those is going to take him into the race. So it just could be a complete shit show for him back in the field if he can't get off the fence early. So that's the horse I'm leaning to, but I don't think it's necessarily a bet, if that makes sense. It's it's yeah. going to be one where yeah. if you're taking the price but you, you're expecting to have a few nervous moments, I can't get Golden Mole anywhere near $1.80. I like Flag of Honor a little bit, but I reckon you might get 10 bucks late and I'd like to have a small bet each way on it. I think it's flying and just looking for the right race. You want to know something interesting, funny, weird? You know the chopper shots back in the, back in the, back in the day? I did them for Channel 7. Did you? I'd sit out the back in the races and like as soon as the race finished, I'd rewind it and highlight horses and like it was it was fun. It was well, I'm fun. hearing about this for the first time now. Yeah. I've told you that. Oh, I'm sure you haven't. I used to be able to like hone in, <laughs> like when when like say if Dallas took a gap there, you could hone in and then mock like um in, enlarge it. It was grass. Oh, well, Jack Irish, we'll talk about that later. Hacho <laughs> uh, <laughs> thinks he's a big celebrity here. We're both uh, hey, give me a break. Race eight, guys. The spring champion stakes. This is a fantastic race, a traditionally good race. Uh the ready bet market, please, Mark, or do you want me to rip through it? I'll do it. Uh number one, elliptical where best odds at 420, Promito 750, Sharp and Smart 650, Williamsburg just cuddling a little at 480, Machelade 13. Uh, 20 to 1 and better the rest, except for the Philly She's Extreme at 6. Um, the first, or the map, actually, let's talk about this map, because I okay. thought this map dictated the race a little bit the way I want to play. How do you see the map unfolding? Okay, this is my map. Now, you'll see stuck She's Extreme out. Phenomenal four. graphics, by the way. Whoever did them, cut on the back to yourself. Okay. Um, she's Extreme, I don't, is not going to settle for wide. I'm just, I just put it there as a sort of decision to make. to make a decision forward or back. Yeah. He might he might press on or he might 
might end up in a three in the three wide line. He might end up three wide on a limb. I'm not really sure. Uh, or they might just say, "Stuff it, we're drawing wide, we're going forward." First time up for 2000. That's good to be. I don't know. G. Uh, G Schofield is going to have to make a decision pretty early, though. Doctrines. Um, as for the rest of them, not. It's not going to be. It's not going to be fast run. I wouldn't think, unless something like the same. The replay we're going to look at here, the first one is Sharp and Smart and Williamsburg and Matcha Latte in the gloaming of Warwick Farm, boys. What are we looking at here, Mark Rode? Well, you've got well, half the field that's in uh, on Saturday come through this race. Um, okay, there's Williamsburg in the pale blue, widest. You've got Matcha Latte in the red and yellow and Sharp and Smart in the Rogerson colours, the blue, red and green inside. They're the three. Uh, right at the finish. Right at the finish, that's right. Sharp and Smart looked beaten by Machilade, kicked back. Uh, Williamsburg's last 25, 50 metres was the best in the race, in my opinion. Um, Gerald Ryan is very, very bullish about this horse in the press this morning, says it should be favourite. Um, oh, yeah, not really good, this horse. 1,600 at Warwick Farm was never going to suit it, he said. Of course, that was transferred from Randwick, that race. It was going to be 1,800 at Randwick, so they made it 1,600 at the farm. He says, crying out for 2,000 metres. I think he gets a soft run from Barrett's three or to be drawn as a low draw anyway. Um, you can get to the right spot in the straight. I think he is going to be hard to beat. Um, sharp and smart is a chance. Promito will uh, find this a lot easier than racing Cascadian last start. Elliptical, on the up for sure. I think looking for 2,000 for sure. Coming out of that half dodgy Caulfield guineas and favourite, that just slows me up. Certainly conceding it a chance in the race. If it takes another step forward, it's probably the one to beat. But I like the the Blake Shinrod's elliptical. That's a good push for the horse, I think. Yeah. Yeah, true. But um if we we're gonna look outside those horses, a well, warm line, guys, let's have a look at the replay plays yeah. of the She's Extreme race where she was chasing Sue Gotcha, which is a red hot form line and coming up with the goods down in Victoria. Yeah. I mean you could say the well, elliptical comes from Melbourne. The other cults have been racing each other, and you know Williamsburg and Sharp and Park get okay. They're not champions by any stretch of the imagination. You could be forgiven for looking elsewhere, and this is the well, this is the only way you can go. And she's extreme. She was one of the best two-year-olds in the land last autumn. Uh, she, yeah, this was a good run. She's by extreme choice. Whether two thousand meters is what she's looking for, I have to query, but. Um, you know, they might do something clever on a lead and get them chasing and they're, they're all not much good and they can't catch it. I, I can envisage scenarios in which she wins. It would not shock me at all, but uh, I just have a question mark on the 2000, to be honest. Hacho, speak to us. Yeah, look, I was happy to use the Kiwi as the starting point. I actually really like the gear change, the blinkers coming off, the visors going on. Um as we saw in the replay, just the horse was headed and just giving it that little bit more visual, um, I think just might help it just switch it on a bit earlier in the straight. And I think as well, it's just got a bit more tactical versatility. They can roll forward and just going back through some of its replays, I think Bowman's obviously sat on the horse uh, in all of its Australian starts. And I think he still made a couple of blues on it there last start. And it was just good enough to keep grinding over the top and find the line late. I think it actually should have won the JJ Atkins in, in Queensland. I think that's, mm. um, you know, if you go back and watch that replay, it's almost a good thing beaten. So I think if he's actually using a bit of intent early and can put it into the, put it into the race uh, in the first couple, I think that's the horse that's 
probably going to be the strongest and has the most versatility. As Mark said, I just don't see how this race is going to end up being genuine throughout. Um, if Lynn Schofield does cross and she's extreme, I'm pretty sure they're going quite slowly in run and yeah. that just favours that horse. And as we said, the flight stakes is looking like a really sharp race so far. So they're the two that I was happy to be with. And I just didn't know how suited some of those horses getting back in the field would be. Um, look, Renaissance woman ran some enormous splits there last start to get over the top of the ball field, but I'm not sure if it's a heavy track that's necessarily suitable for that horse. Um, I've had a bit of time for one at odds, Manzois, for quite a while now. But um, mm. again, I'm just not sure about the, the wet track, um, but it does look like a pike horse, so to speak. Um, we'll roll so across it, our top fives as the boys finish off um, this race for you. But this is our top five selections in this race from all three of us. Peter, how are you handling it? Yeah, I look sharp and smart and she's extremely the two that I'm going to try and just build my bets around and uh, just price dependent on maybe one or two others. But, yeah, they're the two that I'll be looking to win on. Glad you're looking good in that, that graphic. <laughs> Mark, how are you handling this race? Uh, oh, here's, here's mine. Mark's oh, Mark's oh, okay, here we go. There. Yeah, yep. That's an interesting photo of me. Yeah, um, yeah, Williamsburg on top, as I said. I think he's looking for the 2,000. Train elliptical in for second. Chavins, Matt, look, you're always learning in this. I had never really considered the visors on, winkers off, gear changes significant before. Uh, but even at the grand older age I've reached now, I'm still picking things up each and every day. That is an interesting little tip, uh, Pete. I'll keep an eye on that. And I thought, yes, yeah, she's extreme and Premido next place. I like Romito here. I think he can do a bit of a willow and uh, treat the 200 like the winning post and just get him off the bit and give him a good thing to chase. I reckon he's prime uh, and just the map horse here, bomb-proof. I think Renaissance Woman, what she did last week was really, really, really impressive. It was against the pattern of the day. Mm-hmm. On the quick backup, upside, beyond travelling them, they always go well. Williamsburg, I think, has got the edge over the other two coming out of that same race. I think She's Extreme's got upside in that different form line and Elliptical could just be pretty good. And maybe 2,000 might not even be enough for it, but it's I think it's a pretty good horse. The next race, guys, the final race of this show this week is race nine, the Invitation. Over 400 metres, uh, ready bet market, please, Mark Roden. Number one, Forbidden Love, 652. Nimalee, 553, Ice Bar. <sighs> $4.80. $15.5 promise of success. We're a couple of rolls under at $14. Uh, 6 0 and count. The swaps that that should be is number 11. Known counties in the uh, spring champion. Number six swaps that is $11.7. Expat. Uh, we're at top of the ground at 15. I think she's gone. Barbara to 31. Belpazier 21. Espiona. Wow. Espiona. Espiona and Ice Bath. Same race. Isn't this just a joy? $1.50. Never talk. We're going to hear more about that a bit later. 19. She's a belter. $11 most places. We're 13. It should be 25s at least. And big odds the emergency. Uh, we'll overlay the speed map now for this race. Mark, how do you see them settling? Uh, good question. I had I thought Expat with the blinkers back on and lead. Nimalee, with things like Forbidden Love and Electric Field drawn inside it, I think has to push across. Otherwise, it gets uh, posted. A bit in love and electric girl just tagging their belt at the back of them. Quite a few of those like getting back. I don't think Ice Bath will be too far off them from three and cheese a belter from one. They probably poke up. SBA and a midfielder just off. Promise of success and never talk. Always get back. Um, the first replay we're going to look at is, in some people's mind, the best horse in Australia, top ranked. 
versus Ice Bath and Nimali in the Epsom. Yeah, uh, look, Ellsberg has come out and won since. Uh, it won, it walked in last week, yeah. Um, now, a few of us backed Ice Bath in the Epsom, thinking she finally everything had uh, lined up for her. She was, look, it was a good Epsom, but she was given pneumonia by the grey horse. Uh, just couldn't, the elastic band completely snapped there. She was beaten pointless on her favourite track uh, under her favourite conditions. It was a very disappointing run, I thought. Nimalee was by far the better run. Nimalee was, uh, it, it wasn't the fastest run race of all time, but it was certainly solid. And she was up there punching on uh, outside lead and did a pretty good job. Uh, gave up in the last 100, but was entitled to and back to 1400. I'd have to be with her over Ice Bath of those that came through the Epsom. Yep. Now, there's another re- replay we're going to have a good look at, and that's Never Talk. Peter. Yeah, well, look, this is back to that uh, horrible track we saw a couple of weeks ago where if you weren't leading, you weren't winning, or if you weren't leading, or I think one winner came from behind leaders back. But, look, Never Talk has just cracked some very impressive splits here going through the line on a day when it wasn't suited. This was second up at one-third up last prep. Uh, it's just assaulting a line here, and really, if that's a fair track, it wins. Um for me, I just have to have something on this horse because I've got a genuine query as to how this race unfolds up front. I think if Expat does find the front and the horse isn't jumping particularly well, but as Mark said, blinkers back on, that's a good sign of intent. If that horse just looks like it's completely gone at the moment. Yeah. And so there's every chance that going in towards a turn, they slow down, drop anchor, trying to conserve its energy. Uh, if Regan Bayless is aggressive on Nimalee and finds the front, I think he obviously has a, a really good chance on the mare, but if expats leading this race, I think there's every chance there's a massive anchor drop mid-race, and that brings horses like Espiona, Promise of Success, and Never Talk into the race. So Never Talk's the one. That's my starting point here. Um, look, it, it has enough figures to basically be more than competitive at the price that you're getting. Um, so I've got it marked a fair bit shorter than around the, the 20 mark that you can get at the moment. But look, Promise of Success comes out of the same race, and it was given basically no chance at all. It was back behind Never Talk. It was buried at the top of the straight and then got out and did okay late. And Espiona is the horse I think will just improve going back to Randwick. I know it's obviously burnt many punters since uh, those that Flemington win, but look, I think it's a better Randwick horse than what it is elsewhere. Uh, it can handle, obviously, the heavy conditions, and it did manage to run a personal best first up this preparation. So it ran its best first up figure this prep. So it has improved from some point of view um, than what it's shown previously. So I think it's probably its day there on Saturday. So those are the three I'll be looking to bet around. And um, look, Nimalee, I've got slight uh, as, as a slight overlay, but you can't necessarily back them all. And here's my top five for the invitation. I like promise of success, promise of success, and never talk. You can you can justify back and promise of success for a number of reasons, but it's got an SP profile that says it should be tighter to Nimalee and horses like that. Um, I think never talks on the up and going to be really, really well suited. They're the two I'll be back and the rest of them, like I think they're good horses, but they're not firing. Forbidden Love grazed me up enormous. Like the start of this prep, it came back like it might be a superstar. Trialed really well, started real short in a good race. And I think Barb Raider is a forgotten horse in this race. It's a decent yeah. horse and capable of running a big race. And good win first up at Flemington last time in, was it not? Yeah. Makes yeah. the tone like a lot. Yeah. And Mark, your but, top five money. Yeah, man. look, I wouldn't back Ice Bars in a fit. She did, however, they did get it a peak in this race last year, and it will. 
Randwick's a favourite track and it's going to be wet. They're all ticks. Well, yeah, we know what's going to happen. We're all sort of excited yeah. for this race, the most exciting betting race by the sound of it, and we're all yeah. going to bet up and Ice Bath or Espiona is going to win. And the man who – the man, yeah, yeah, yeah. The man who has the best handle on Ice Bath is, of course, Rob Scurry. And so we're going to all back multiple horses complete it, and he's going to send three units from the yard with two minutes to go, and we're going to bash our head against the brick wall. <laughs> what's going to happen? Yeah, the max screen. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm with, with Namelli by, by default. I thought it was a better run than Ice Bath in the Epson, but I'm the same as Pete. I think she's only a slight overlay at the current prices. And see why you've gone looking for Never Talk. It was an amazing run against the pattern last time. Um, she just always... She very rarely wins, but she always gets so far back. You know, I, I've, I'm half sick of it. And I just wonder, I might be inventing something here, but she that was a really fast run race uh, behind Sky Command, and she chased her guts out, whether that flattened that, I don't know. Premise of success hasn't done any damage to herself. She, she just had a bowl around. They just yeah. took no part in that race, probably with this in mind. So yeah. that's why I've identified Promise of Success as the roughy I'd rather be on uh, uh, compared to Never Talk, but I certainly... Um, I certainly understand why you've gone looking for it, especially that price. I mean, I'm not going to talk anyone out of backing something at $19. Um, no point, even though I potted a giga kick at 26 last week. <laughs> no, I've kind of forced you to do something there. Yeah, you did. Uh, but... Anyway, full credit to me and you. Um, that's Victims of the Punt. We'll overlay now our best and our value bets for the card. There they are. Rob Scurries with Golden Moore. Weird behaviour for Rob the Communist. Uh, I thought it was going to go with Communist, not he's a Communist. Um, He's many things, but not a communist. I thought he was going to go with that horse, but he's with Golden Mile there. Um, the boys' bets that we've spoken about already, and um, I'm with communist, just to sort of verse Rob. And then our value bets are the following. We just sort of spoke about most of them. Rob's headed to Mooney Valley in the Manicato, likes best of Bordeaux to take the good Sydney form to Melbourne. Uh, please make sure you download the ReadyBet app or go to readybet.com.au. Make an account and gamble responsibly. Always gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Amazing, I know that off the heart already, isn't it? 1-800-858-858. Gamble responsibly. Pistol, Pacho, enormous return. God bless you. Thanks for coming back. Mark Roden, <laughs> love your work. Guys, I hope you have a phenomenal weekend. Big, big doubleheader at Mooney Valley. Enjoy, enjoy God's greatest game. Bye for now.